the closest I've gotten to first class was like walking by it on my way to, you know, economy. <laughs> and so that's what I had in my mind. I was like, well, you know, the seat's probably going to recline all the way back. You'll probably get a fold out table that looks a little cooler. And, you know, maybe they'll like come around and give me like a glass of champagne and oh, and, and like a hot towel. That was like what yeah. I expected. But, I mean, it's just like your own little pod. This is Up in the Air, a show about travel adventures, frequent flying, and the unique experiences we have along the way. I'm Ian Agrimis, and in this episode, you'll hear from my good friend Garrett Schwab, and yours truly, as we recount a trip to Doha, Qatar in 2019, where we paid for absolutely everything we did with points, miles, and credit card points. Before I get into this episode, in our chat, Garrett and I reference a video that I posted on my YouTube channel today. So if you haven't seen it, you may want to do so. I'll put the link in the description of the show. Anyway, ever since I got my first credit card, I had always wanted to do a trip where I used airline miles, credit card points, as well as the perks that come with them to completely and entirely cover all costs associated with a trip. All costs, not most. In 2019, I had the opportunity. While shooting a travel series for the points guy, I called up my buddy Garrett who had never flown in international business or first class and asked if he could join on extremely short notice. We booked our tickets in Qatar Airways Q Suites business class, say that five times fast, widely regarded to be the best business class in the world and we flew to Doha. Ultimately, we had an amazing stay and spent only $139. A few weeks ago when I finished the video from the trip, G and I hopped on a call to reminisce about all the funny stories and explain in further detail how this all went down. Enjoy. Okay, so I am drinking, uh, wish you could see it, but it's like a little vial of Arabic coffee. And I don't know if you remember when we first got to the hotel. We went, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like this guy had never received such a compliment before. And, and I swear, I was just like, oh, this is tasty. But he was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. You mean you really like it? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really tasty. And he's like, One minute, and they disappeared. And he came back, and he's like, Here's a vial for you to take with you. And oh like, yeah. And I've just been—it's just been knocking around my backpack for like a year and a half. And I thought, Oh, oh you're drinking that vial that he I'm gave you? That vial that he gave me. Oh, that's amazing. And can Dude, I tell that's... you something really sad? <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, totally murdered the brew job. Totally murdered it. <laughs> I think I used like three times as much water as I was supposed to. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess we got to go back. <laughs> I wish I had a similar, similarly sentimental drink. I just have a modern times. That's sentimental in its own, own right. Back to back to our college days. Indeed. Gee, you ready to go through this? Let's do it, brother. I just want to give people some background. So basically the concept for this video and I was so stoked that you were able to join because basically, I mean, it was like probably two to three weeks before departure. I was like, yeah, <laughs> and or I shouldn't say departure, but before, before I was hoping to go, I was like, hey, could you, could you swing this, in, you know, on these dates? And I think initially you thought I was talking about like a year from then, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I did. So, you know, I was shooting this for that series with the points guy. You know, the idea was let's do a trip where you bring somebody who's never flown in a premium cabin long haul and then also kind of mix it with trying to pay for everything with points and spend the least amount of money possible. Yeah, it was awesome. So let's uh, let's play it. You ready? Yep. I, I have no words. This is crazy. In August 2019, I called up my buddy Garrett. 
and asked if he would be down to join me on a trip to Qatar. But there was a twist. While we were there, we would only be using airline miles, hotel points, and credit card perks to pay for every single aspect of the trip. Here's how we did it. Sunrise there, like... Yeah. It looks so nice, but just remembering how hot it was at yeah. whatever time that was, like 5.15 in the morning. Do you remember right. the name of our driver? Tariq. Tariq. From Pakistan. He was uh, he was a really funny guy. Yeah, yeah. He no, was, I definitely uh, have some, some funny quips about him. We'll save it. We'll wait till his... Uh, okay. Till his starring moment comes in. Garrett and I played soccer together in college. That's how we know each other. This is first time flying business class. And we are on a mission to maximize every single credit card perk that, that I can think of. So follow along. Dude, what would you say is your slogan? My slogan? Yeah, yeah. I'll try anything once. It was hilarious to me that you said that your slogan was you would try anything once because I was watching. <laughs> I was watching some videos before we did that. And I was like, I was trying to get a good feel for like how to introduce a guest that like an audience wouldn't be familiar with. And I watched this one video where somebody was on on tour with the Chainsmokers and they turned to the guy and they were like, what's your slogan? And I was like, oh, that's kind of like a cool way to like get a sense for somebody's personality. And the guy goes, I'll try anything once. <laughs> and so when you said it, I like found it especially funny that I was like, wow, th- how, what are the chances that, that they have the same slogan? Garrett and the lead singer of the Chainsmokers. Well, I'm so glad you told me that because that's actually a copyrighted slogan. And so I will be getting in touch with the chain smokers attorney team. (laughs) Show him who's boss. Yeah. Per usual, we use miles to book this trip and we're flying Qatar Q suites. What are you expecting? A couple packets of peanuts. (laughs) I'm laughing because I was watching you eat this, this food in the lounge and it looked like I hadn't eaten in days. (laughs) <laughs> that lounge was like actually super lame at Houston because that was the that was not the Amex Centurion Club which we went to I think after that but that first lounge was actually like pretty actually did we hit three lounges I think we did yeah. we went to every single one we could get into because we had a long time yeah, when we, we met did. Up we did. Um, I didn't think it was lame I thought it was pretty rad <laughs> yeah well that's why I was so stoked to bring you because like I have this like yeah. super jaded like view of all this shit and then yeah. you of course like bring a fresh perspective to it but um just to get down to the redemption there so q suites is like i mean it's epic as as you guys will see but um it's pretty cheap like redemption wise we spent seventy thousand american miles each way per person availability was you know it's one of those things like Flexibility is the name of the game in, in award availability, but within a few weeks of departure, we had a couple different options and ended up booking this flight out of Houston. So as you can see, we're just here. We'll, we'll play it again. I'm hoping we get a hot meal. I have one of those seats that can go back. <laughs> oh my God. I just want to be pleasantly surprised. We can just make it just like your bachelor party. Just no bungee jumping, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you want me for the podcast to recreate the noise that I made at your bachelor party when, when I went bungee jumping? <laughs> yeah, give it your best shot. Okay, it was something like this. All right, jump. <gasps> oh. 
Oh my god. That's exactly how I remember it, actually. And I've never been able to do it as well as you, as you did in that moment. Yeah, it was like, um, it was like, holy shit. What the hell have I just done? Oh my God, this is incredible. Oh my God, this is incredible. Oh my God, this is incredible. All right, bring me back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a cold and wet day too. Getting back to like the expectations, because I had asked you not to look into what yeah. this seat was going to look like. The premise of the whole thing was that you had never flown, you know, an international business or first class before. So how genuine were those expectations or were you kind of like trying to be funny? No, 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 no. That was a hundred percent real. hundred percent. Like I, the, the closest I've gotten to first class was like walking by it on my way to, you know, <laughs> economy. And so that's what I like, it had in my mind. I was like, well, you know, the seat's probably going to like recline all the way back. Um, they'll probably get like a fold out table that looks a little cooler and, you know, maybe they'll like come around and give me like a glass of champagne and, yeah. oh, and, and like a hot towel. Like th- that yeah, was like yeah. what I expected. I didn't know All I was right, getting well. like a uniform. <laughs> yeah. As we'll see in a second. I am pumped right now. That airport is so big. It takes forever to go anywhere. <laughs> This actually is pretty crazy. Garrett goes, this is going to be a shoes off flight. At which point I informed him that they'll be given slippers. So, I mean, what did you think when you walked in there, man? Oh my God. I mean, it's just like your own little pod. It's like a, like you get to crawl into this little first class cave and like anytime you need any little thing, somebody's like feet away from you and it's just it's more comfortable than my bed is at home (laughs) i was super impressed as well i mean even having flown a bunch of those and i said so in the video but i was so focused on shooting the entrance to the cabin and all that it took me a moment to like actually appreciate how incredible the cabin really was but i mean it's so well designed and that plane was brand new it was a airbus a350 so like literally smelled new um, yeah, that was pretty cool. And we were like some of the first to board. So we had a long time. Yeah. And there's all these tiny little features. There's like the, like the, the reading light is perfect. And it's just like, you know, within distance, there's all of the, the, uh, entertainment system is like a good amount away. Like mm-hmm. the seat moves forward and back and like, you can like get some privacy even from like your seatmate If you want to put up that little, the thing in the middle. Thing in the middle, yeah. It will be a shoes off flight. I've never a, flown in first class ever. A, no, you go. No, you go. I'm not going until you go. And this is a hell of a way to start. Cheers. You got the tour now, so can yeah. you tell us a little bit about the seat? Kind of um, cue the viewers into what's yeah. going on here. This is going to massage your butt. I didn't know about the uniform. <gasps> yeah, yeah. And that's going to massage your butt and your chest more. It's like it's like as if like um, we need to make it more clear that we're not with these people in the back of the plane. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is our uniform. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, in, just in case there's any confusion. <laughs> chest more Ooh. and this one is just gonna rock your chair really violently up and down in a very pleasurable way we're stoked and we'll see you in a minute i just remember like so yeah it's 14 hours and 10 minutes like I, so actually what was brutal for me is 
almost a month and a half after we took this flight, I flew Qatar Airways from uh, LAX to Doha to go to Zimbabwe. And the flight was like 15 and a half hours. Uh-huh. And so obviously like I knew what was at the front of the plane, but I was flying economy. And so just like the stark contrast between yeah. how excited I was actually about 14 hours and 10 minutes versus like how dread how, how much I was dreading 15 and a half hours when we were, uh, yeah. when we were leaving Houston. <laughs> I love those cameras. Mm-hmm. Luxury. <laughs> 13 hours, 48 minutes to Doha. Got dinner ordered here. The cool thing though about Qatar Airways is they give you the option to dine whenever you want. So whenever you're hungry, you ask for the meal, they serve it right away. That I forgot that they did that. That's super unique. So they... Qatar Airways offers this dine on demand thing where like you basically tell like depending on which time zone you're trying to get on or just like Mm -hmm. how hungry you are, you can just say, yeah, I'll eat at like the normal time or you can just request your meal at any point and then they'll make it up. They'll make it up for you at that time. And that was really cool. And then obviously the food was like phenomenal. So we'll get into that right now. The answer is you eat early and often. Yeah. Screw with the time zone. <laughs> with, with a whiskey. Yeah. This was delicious. It's not even restaurant quality. It's good restaurant quality. I stand by that. It was good restaurant quality. Oh, God. It was so incredible. Only 15 bucks. And we have a complimentary ride from the airport to the hotel. I should, ma- I should have made it clear. Like, the point was to try to spend the least amount of money out of pocket as possible. And so, when I'm what I'm saying there is, like, we ma- we're making it two days into the trip only spending fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was I was getting ahead of myself a little bit. Basically, I was factoring in that we weren't gonna have to pay for anything on the plane, and by the time we landed in Doha, that would be day two. Right. Uh, and I had only paid fifteen dollars for my Uber from my house to the airport because I used the Amex Platinum Uber credit to cover the rest of that. So that's what I was referring to there. And then. We'll get into how I booked the hotel, but basically it came with a chauffeur ride from the airport to the hotel. So that's what I was also referring to. Standard amenity kit. Now we got the pajamas, slippers. Just finished some dessert chocolates. So doing a life. Actually, the amenity kit compared to some other airlines, like that was the one thing that I didn't think was that amazing. But you probably didn't have any complaints. No, I didn't. It's pretty sweet having this little like enclosed area. It's our cove. And uh, we are chilling, so we'll check in in the morning. When it was made up into the bed, like the double bed, and we had the doors closed and we were just like chilling, watching movies, that is what it's all about. Like like, that is just so rad to be able to be like on the plane, you're not seeing anybody else, you're like in your own little pod, which is like exactly what we say after this. But um, you, you you seem to take to this quite well. Oh my god! And what there's like so many parts of this. The headphones, I I've never seen those headphones before in my life. Did they just give us those? Oh yeah, yeah. Those, they they they're, come they're like they Beats come by Dre quality headphones. You know, it's like <laughs> there's just these casual things that we're like doing here. I'm like, holy shit! I forgot about that. I do always use my own. Yeah. 
just because they're just, you know, I think slightly higher quality. But yeah, I, for, I forget that because I use my own that they actually do offer like a really nice pair of headphones. I think they're even noise canceling, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like all the way out. I mean, you're seven foot five, but like, could you fit, <laughs> could you fit on this bed completely? Yeah, I was able to stretch out completely. I mean, I slept, yeah. with, I slept well. We slept eight and a half hours. I know. Which is crazy. That, that was almost a crime. We almost should have just slept two hours and just like, because I, I feel know. like, I feel like we weren't like fully taking it in because it was just that <laughs> comfortable. I know that there was part of me afterwards. I was like, ah, oh, should we have maybe like not slept as much? But yeah, uh, at least for that like the whole video. trip though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. We did not sleep a lot when we were on the ground. Um, and it wasn't even like a party lifestyle. It was just like there's so many interesting things to do and shots to get and places to go. And our time is so finite that we were just like, we can sleep later. We slept like eight hours. Um, cabin was a little bit warm. Seat is a little bit hard. And we have two and a half hours to go. Ah, oh, dude, so cozy. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, this one's hot. You never know. Oh, God. I mean, just looking back at this, especially like reflecting on this year like waking up and then seeing the map that you're like yeah. flying over iraq yeah. it was like oh that is so cool like yeah we are just elsewhere yeah we are elsewhere af <laughs> yeah i know i'd only been to europe and mexico before and so I'd, these were like regions of the world that i'd never even flown over never mind like been on the ground and so yeah it's just and I'm just a geography, world history, kind of global, like nut. And so it was, it was so incredible. And I mean, I hadn't been to the Middle East before either, unless you include yeah. Turkey, which I don't really. So yeah, this was cool. We both slept like eight hours. Um, cabin was a little bit warm. Seat is a little bit hard and we have two and a half hours to go. But for journalistic integrity, I must have criticism. Yeah. was a really cool feature the 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 video the, you were talking about that earlier i was like what is he talking about but yeah the camera that's above and underneath the, that's the, i was watching that even more than the map i was just like oh what's it look like out there yeah it's cool and then the i mean the screen is a good size too it's high definition it's touch screen it was like really rad yeah. like we even we even decided to have a competition where we we would we zoomed out as far as you possibly oh, could yeah <laughs> and then tried to zoom into was it where we grew up yeah, I think that was it, yeah. Just to see who could do that the most, the quickest. And uh, I think I beat you by a hair. Yeah. <laughs> you cheated. I cheated. <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's amazing how quickly 14 and a half hours goes by. Oh, yeah. We're on final approach. Couldn't have been better. Best business class I've ever been in. Well, when you're sitting backwards, all your stuff comes flying towards you. <laughs> I forgot. Of the way. I forgot that. So that totally got me off guard. We didn't have windows, right? Because we were sitting in the in the in the middle, and we had the yeah. doors, so you couldn't see out. Uh huh. Basically, forgot we were facing backwards. Right. That's right. And, and so when we landed, and the pilots hit the brakes, all the stuff that I had put up on like that's the right. shelf in front yeah. of me just came like flying off, yeah. and like 
landed in my lap and then I lost like a lens cap and had to spend a couple of minutes looking around for it actually. Oh, yeah, that's that? right. That's right. Yeah. That, no, not more than a couple of minutes. I think it was like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's so cavernous. It was just like under there. Yeah. Yeah. And they ended up like having to come over and help me, but I figured it out. <laughs> okay. We're going through customs. We'll check in in a bit. Mr. Ian Grimace. Woo. Yep. It is hot. The lens is, the lens is fogging up. That might be an issue. Well, yeah, the, the lens is fogging up was like, that was super annoying. Cause that was super humid. And then anytime you were in the air conditioning, which was like as much as you possibly could, yeah. Like the gear would get cool and then you take it outside and it would just like the air would condense and the lenses were just like totally fogged up. It even happened on my phone. Right. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to explain that this ride to the hotel was provided. So Amex has this program called fine hotels and resorts. And so we stayed three nights at the Ritz Carlton Doha and booked it with Amex points. Now, this isn't necessarily something that you would, it's not the greatest use of Amex points because you can get like usually at least twice as much value by booking airfare and stuff. But basically, like I said, it was like proof of concept, see if you could do a trip where all expenses were covered. And so we used the Amex Fine Hotels and Resorts program, booked this hotel. It was like 30,000 or so points per night uh, for a suite. And then that comes with an upgrade. And then at this this particular hotel, it also came with a $200 resort credit, which can be used for a number of things, including like restaurants, which is what we use it for. But it also had this like chauffeured ride from the airport, um, which was super cool and saved us, honestly, probably like a good 40 to 50 bucks. Yeah. I want to go back to the to the camera lenses because I don't think we spent enough time on that. Like that was okay. that was such a stressful thing because we had all these like very like time sensitive shots and it yeah. was like it was like we had to get the camera prepped in in a very finite amount of time or we're going to miss this shot and it, yeah. it's like the, the trip is moving so quickly that we can't afford to like keep trying to tinker with the the cameras I forgot so, that I forgot so that. you like navigate that situation. I haven't seen you that stressed literally <laughs> since like we were in college and like playing at Redlands and we're just like getting coupled <laughs> and like corner kick after corner kick after like shot on goal after hitting the frame. And it's just like that kind of situation <laughs> where it's just like, it's like a deer in the headlights. Like, well, like what the hell do I do to like, well, to get this well, thing working? Yeah. Well, now I'm remembering like the, the morning after, we landed, we went out to shoot sunrise and I was setting up a time-lapse and when I took my, the lens and the body out of my bag, like it just instantly fogged up. Yeah. And and that happened like the subsequent mornings as well. But then it was like, okay, well, what do you do? You literally just like wait for it to warm up. Right. Um, and the same thing with the, the, when we were on the dunes and like, that was super time sensitive. That was so frustrating. That particular one was so frustrating for me because it was like, we kept going into the car where the AC was blasting and then we get right. out and it'd be, and then the, the guy would be like, we have to stay on schedule, but like yeah. take a picture of the dunes. It's like, dude, I can't do it because my lens is fogged up. Anyway, we'll get to that. In the edit, I just made it look like we basically got there and went to bed, but we actually went out that night and shot some stuff at the market. That's right. So that's that's the next morning. Oh. <laughs> and you... Uh-huh. You were giving me a hard time for staging a wake up. Yeah. Which, oh which, my uh, God. And then we, we were a little too uh, excited and we went down to the pool in our robes 
Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that was so sad. I ended up feeling bad about that because everybody there is like dressed like so perfectly and like, yeah. you know, they have like their beautiful robe, like, um, right. you know, like the real robes, not like a bathrobe. Right. right. And we're like, and, let's just go to the pool. And we're like, not even thinking about yeah. like all of the social faux pas we're committing by. Yeah. Oh God. That was a bit of a gaffe that, um, I was yeah. not particularly proud of. That's like a definitely right. an example of being like too absorbed in the project right. and like task at hand to like pay attention to other things. Couldn't have been nicer in, in how they were like, uh, you can't do that. Yeah. They yeah. were so like polite and understanding about our American idiocy. I'm trying to remember when that actually was like explained to us. Was it explained to you? Yeah, we were like in the lobby on our way either up or down from the pool. And there there were like specific places at the pool for you to change into your pool attire and then out of it. And we were just like, oh, we'll just go back up to the room and do it there. Yeah. And, yeah. And like we were like passing through the lobby on the way up and somebody stopped us and was like, oh, you need to use these these places to change before. You oh, yeah. Them. Right. Right. So, I Which, mean, it wasn't know. like we were just like going out into the world like that, but it was it was still embarrassing. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like that was not not super cool. But, you know, you live and you learn, man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. First full day in Doha, we're here with one mission, which is to maximize every single perk that we can think of, either through credit cards or through the booking of this resort through the Fine Hotels program. And so far we've already, we got the free ride from the airport. We had free breakfast this morning. Omelet. Fresh bread, yeah, a day. watermelon juice. Apples. We have to talk about the breakfast spread. Oh, that was yeah. so legit. Yeah, that was incredible. So that was included in... That was included in in the in the hotel rate, so yeah. you know we booked it with points, so it didn't cost us anything. Yeah. And I mean, they had this epic spread, and it was like Western food because breakfast, like at least the way mm-hmm. we think of it, I mean, American breakfast is like kind of a weird concept to like the entire rest of the world because like mm-hmm. we basically eat dessert for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And but like, gotta hand it to the Ritz Carlton Doha; they had uh, pretty much everything and anything you could imagine. Um, and we, we certainly made the most of the, the buffet. I mean, if you, if we like think but back that, to that shot. We, yeah. But that breakfast experience is, I think it's such a microcosm of Doha because everywhere we went in Doha, we met people from all over the world. We met people from the Philippines, from Pakistan, from Nigeria, Bangladesh. from England, Bangladesh. And that, that yeah. spread was so indicative of that. There was like, you had the, you had like, um, wh- what you would consider to be like a traditional Arabic breakfast, but then there was just every other type of breakfast there. Yeah. Speaking of the traditional Arabic breakfast, uh, one of my favorites, the shakshuka. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're laughing because I think, did I think you were standing next to me? <laughs> yeah, you thought it was me. <laughs> and I, I actually, I can't remember. That might have been the second day, but basically, I like. I think you thought up. I was behind you because yeah. the, the the poor woman you scared was not was not a bearded person. No, she was not anything like myself. But no, I mean, she was wearing like the full like sorry, like I couldn't even see uh-huh. anything but her eyes. And so anyway, I saw this like pot of shakshuka, and I turned to the woman and I said shakshuka, <laughs> <laughs> just like that. And, she like just was shocked. She's like, why are you speaking to me? Like, <laughs> yes, this is Shakshuka. 
what on earth is like the big deal? And I was then shocked because I was like, Ooh, I thought you were someone else. I'm so sorry. But it was delicious. So, I mean, that's, no regrets. That's embarrassing moment too, of, the, of this whole journey. Um, I don't know if there's any, is there any of our racquetball footage later? Or squash. <laughs> There's no racquetball or squash footage, uh, but go ahead. Because that's an embarrassing moment. Um, <laughs> I've only only ever played uh, racquetball before. You know, those balls are like super bouncy. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so I went up to the guy and I was like, yo, this ball is like deflated, dude. Can I get another ball? And he's like, <laughs> it's like sure. Uh, he like bounced on the table a couple times. He's like, yeah, I think it's fine. But here's here's another one. Like and I went. And I was like, I was like, damn, like, again, like another deflated ball. And I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, finally, like a few hours later, I was like, maybe, maybe all the balls weren't deflated. And I like did a little googling. I was like, oh god, squash is not the same thing as racquetball. <laughs> yeah, basically, the reason I cut that out was because it was just yeah. ten minutes of footage of us trying to figure out how the game worked and like <laughs> not being able to freaking rally a single. It was like you would hit it against the wall and then it would just drop and I could never get there quick enough. Yeah. I, I don't understand how that game is supposed to work. Yeah. But they do have a great uh, spa and like kind of country club style, you know, indoor amenity selection yeah. there at that hotel. Yeah. Uh, an insanely huge like indoor tennis court now that I think about it. And we were the yeah. only people in there. Yeah, there were three of them. And yeah, and it was like beautifully air conditioned. Yeah. So that was nice. Anything to escape the heat, which was like 110 degrees with 90 plus percent humidity. Right. Maybe they can play. Uh, maybe they can play some of the World Cup games in that uh, indoor tennis center. Dude, you could literally fit. A, I feel like you could fit a uh, like a field in there. Yeah, close. It was like an airport hangar. So we got 200 bucks to spend here, just because we booked this through MX Fine Hotels and Resorts. We've spent about $55 so far, and that was mostly just on Uber, plus dinner last night. We'll check back in soon. This was like the most beautiful moment of the whole trip in the in the pool. Do you remember this? Which part? We walk up to the pool, and there's like this group of maybe four or five women. They were definitely like a family, two older women, maybe like a like a mom and a sister. And, or, and oh, her sister, yeah. And then the three girls. And they were playing... Yeah. Oh, what was the song they were playing? Um, oh. It was just like hit of the hit of the summer, like or hit of the yeah, it was hit of the summer, like across the world. Yeah. What was it? Ah, oh, it's gonna kill me. I want to say it was like. Oh, you know what it was? I wanna take my horse to the old town road. Isn't that what it was? That's, That's exactly what it, what it was. Old town road. I mean, old town road. It was old town yeah. road, and uh, we walked up, and they were blasting on these speakers. It's like these. Like these five women, the three of them are like younger girls, maybe like 13 and nine and seven. And they're like kind of like in the pool, the mom and the sister are like on the lounge chairs. Yeah. Um, and they like, they like turned it off. Like when we came, when we walked up and I think we were yeah. like, no, I'm like, keep it playing. And, and we just yeah. like, we had a little pool party with them and it was so fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then we spent like, I, I was like, all right, dude. We need this one specific shot that I've been like conceptualizing for a while. Basically, oh, yeah. you dive in the pool and then you yeah. come out the other side. And I, <laughs> I could tell like I was not describing it well. You were like, all right, dude, whatever. Like, I'll do what you said. <laughs> and so we go around for like legit an hour and I make Garrett like jump in and out of this pool like probably 30 times trying to film like 
film it from all these different angles. Basically, the idea would be that he like dives into the pool one way, and then like the shot flips upside down underwater, and he like swims out. Basically, right. what would what would be like the bottom? Anyway, we spent like an hour doing that, and then I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even end up using it in the edit yeah. because I couldn't really make it look like I envisioned. So. Right. There was that. <laughs> Thanks for being a good sport that, about that. That was one of the moments where, like, you had like, I feel like several people like looking at you, like, "Oh my god, are they like famous YouTubers." Or <laughs> there was also that happened at breakfast too. The 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 lady, I think oh, she was from yeah. Turkey. She was like, she was like, "Are you a YouTuber?" And the, and she was like, "Can I see your camera?" And then she took a picture oh, of us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She took a picture and then. Oh yeah, she was like so fascinated by the camera and she just like, she just wanted to hold, she wanted to look through the viewfinder. She didn't even like take a video or a photo or anything. She just like put it up yeah. to her face and like look through it. And then she was like, take a picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? She like yeah. demanded that she was like, take photo. I was like, yeah. all right, yeah, cool. And like shot a photo and she was like, thank you very much. And like put my <laughs> camera down and like left. It's like, yeah, rad. Like anytime. <laughs> Yeah, and now that we're talking about it, another thing that I'm remembering now from that from that breakfast is that a, a relic that I still have is the is the newspaper from Doha. And oh, really? I have it in my classroom, and I like and it's just one of those great like like if kids like have some free time, like here, read this. It's a newspaper from Doha from a couple of years ago. But there's so many cultural nuggets in it. It's like like yeah. half of the articles, first off, are are about. Um, Oh yeah, wasn't there like something slightly scandalous going on there at the time that we were there? Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad Al Thani. Half of the articles were about him. I I don't know if it was there was anything scandalous, but oh, but you know what was going on? The the U.S. was negotiating with the Taliban while we were there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and so yeah, that's right. There, were, so a lot of the articles were about that. The dynamics of you know the Amer the American officials trying to work out this bill in the Middle East and where the, where yeah. the, the sheikhs stood in that sense. Yeah. So many of yeah. the others were like, look, look at this like piece of our country's infrastructure that the sheikh is building up and sheikh and sheikh. It's like it's yeah. like everything is is so be the sheikh. gracious towards him and like everywhere you go, there's big pictures of him and it's just. That to me was I'd never been in a place before that has has a leader that's so like outwardly like venerated by people and and just um Oh, uh, you just haven't been in the right parts of America right now. <laughs> right, right, true. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm sure but, if yeah. you if you drive from San Antonio to to Jacksonville, you'd see a lot of that. But Yeah, exactly. No, it was weird though. Regarding like the goals of the shoot, like we were doing really well in our first full day. You know, at the time that I was saying that, yeah, we had spent like 50 bucks. That was mostly just on Uber and the dinner that we had at that market. It was, I mean, just so hot, like admittedly, not really the best time of year to go to Doha. Um, not really the best time of year to have a World Cup there either, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they're not. They're going to have it yeah. in January. Yeah. Smart move. And, um, yeah, so we just decided we're like, all right, let's, let's do something cool inside and had heard that this was like a great spot to hit and it was relatively new. And of course it had air conditioning, which was epic. So yeah, we went there and admission was like 10 bucks each or something. It was 
pretty cheap and um, just a beautiful museum. So let's watch this. So hot outside, over a hundred, well over a hundred. So we came to the Qatar National Museum. Really, really cool lifelike um, models. Dude, this museum was seriously like epic. Epic, epic. (laughs) The coolest thing to me is seeing through through time how this peninsula has has changed environmentally. Like it was like a lush mandrake forest for a while. Yeah. And then and now it's like a desert, but I mean it wasn't that way. And people actually lived there and then they didn't for the longest time and then you know and then the Qataris figured out how to liquefy natural gas and then a bunch of people moved back. Hey guys, I've got it. <laughs> so in doing like a little research up to the trip, like I just wanted to know like how this became the most, the wealthiest country in the world, you know? And so I looked into it and it was like, it, it's only been a country for like 20 years. And what happened was they have the, these enormous stores of natural gas, you know, under, under the earth in Qatar. And not until the mid nineties did they figure out how to, cool it down enough in these giant processing facilities to make it liquefiable. And then you can like ship it around the world. And we were just, we were kind of joking about, you know, how, how that moment to be a fly on the wall at that moment where the guy was like, Hey guys, the guy just walks in. Hey, uh, everybody just want to let you know, uh, I got it. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> it's one of those like world history. It's one of those, I mean, for them, national history moments that like, uh, I would just love to have been a fly on the wall for. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot that we had we had been joking about that the whole time. Yeah. Hey, everybody, just want to let you know, uh, <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> All right, cool. This is life changing. So hot out here, leaving the oasis of the AC, but uh, that was special. Definitely worth going to. So glad we really, did that. Really special. Oh, dude, Very walking cool. outside every time was just yeah. like not just slap in the face. Yeah. Oh my god, but the design of that building is just incredible. We're gonna go have dinner at the hotel restaurant. We have to spend $200. That place is good. So that's what I was talking about before. So we had this $200 credit. Typically it's only $100, but um, probably because it was 150,000 degrees in Doha in July, the hotel was like trying to incentivize people to come. So they had the $200 credit for food and then, or just resort credit is what it's called. And then the chauffeur thing. So we had $200 to spend. We went to this like nice French restaurant at the hotel. And, um, I had this like sea bass thing on a served on like a, Oh, that's right. Brick of Himalayan pink salt or something. Yeah. It was super good. I can't remember what you had. I can't either, but I remember your dish coming out sizzling. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool experience. So we spent 570 real. We still have some money left over. 570 real was like 125 bucks or something like that. Yeah, so after we had that dinner, we went back out to the market. Yeah, there's like the Turkish ice cream thing, which is kind of funny. I guess that's probably not like super exotic to a lot of people in that part of the world, but like it just seems cool to like uh-huh. Americans. Anyway, I I bought some and it was delicious because it was also like 98 degrees outside. Yeah. And I just loved how every stall in the inside of the market was, they had some different kind of like incredible thing that, do you remember the, uh, the trick boxes that that guy had? 
Yeah, of course. I was like, I was actually going to ask you about that because so we went in this guy's shop and he had like a lot of cool stuff. You actually bought something there, didn't you? Yeah, I bought something, some some kind of small gift for Lily. Yeah. And there's also like a bunch of cool or not not so cool, but a bunch of like little figurines of the shake, like riding a camel and, uh-huh. you know, just like stuff to make him look good. But yeah, he had this box, which is like a wooden box with some detailing uh-huh. on it. And like you couldn't open it unless you had like the secret trick. What was the trick? It, it was a, it was a very simple. You have to slide one piece on the side a little bit and then the rest will will open up. <laughs> but it was just like it was so simple and I could not figure it out. <laughs> I had that shot of you moving it around in circles and like shaking it and then hoping something would happen and just nothing did. <laughs> All right, day two in Doha. Pretty much the only money we've spent is the first dinner at the market and Ubers. So we're going to use Capital One Venture Card points to erase some of these Uber charges, which means we're still very much in the green because the Amex Platinum $200 airline fee credit is covering all of the award ticket taxes. So dude, we're doing really good. But here's the thing. Let me just explain like some how we're implementing these benefits. So the the Capital One Venture Card uh, points can be used against travel purchases. And so we add like a one cent per point uh, value, I think. I think sometimes there's like promotions and they up it a little bit. But basically what we just what we just did was like every time we did an Uber, we were just going to like wipe it off with Capital One points. The other one we were using, a fee that we would have been charged for out of pocket by this point would be the taxes on the award tickets that we bought. So there was like $22 each or something, but the Amex Platinum airline fee credit actually covered those, which is really cool. They give you $200 a year for, it's literally just like for airline fees. And and the only thing that sucks about that credit, which I don't like, is you have to yeah, select when a global it. pandemic hits, you don't get to use it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> There's definitely that. The fact that you have to select the specific airline that you want to use it for in advance. But luckily, I had selected American because they suck and charge a ton of fees. So I probably just figured that was the right airline to, to choose. Anyway, so they covered those those taxes. So we were still like basically nothing out of pocket as we enjoy our second uh, delicious free breakfast here. We could go out. Dune bashing. Oh, there's two. That's like a thing that they do here that's like super sick. If we came all the way out here, yeah, we should just send it on that. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Let's just send it on that, bro. So all these buildings yeah. that we went to, University Park, I think it was called, or University City, Ed- maybe? Education University. City. Education City. Yeah. Uh, these, all these, like, these uh, um, architectural, like, wonders in the middle of nowhere, like, way 40, 40 minutes away from... Yeah from the city yeah. um, center and, and it's just so incredible and, and it's a ghost town out there. I don't know. It, it must've been like between terms or something, but I, I guess it must've been cause that's where like all the, the American universities are right. like all their students like would be out there. Right. This, the crazy shot of like the two spires, uh-huh. that's a mosque. And we, we right. actually, like just opened a door and like walked in cause there was some AC, but I mean, yeah, we didn't see anybody out there Yeah, and we tried to go in that, in that library, which looked super cool. 
And then unfortunately it was closed, which sucked because we were just like so hot. This was the hottest day. I remember it was like 116 or something. Yeah. Like just insanely hot. Right. And they had these little tunnels and this, this really cool kind of walkway. And I remember oh, yeah. cat nap in the tunnel because it was like, you know, it's kind of like skiing in the glades when, it, in, yeah. when it's 20 degrees. It's the I was opposite. like trying to balance my gimbal and you just like took a nap in, and they yeah. air conditioned the outside in the tunnel. Right. You remember that? Yeah. I thought maybe it was like the vent where they dump the air from the inside the buildings, but may, yeah, maybe it was. I mean, everything, everything in this area is just so decadent that maybe the Maybe those I ended up happen. reading about it afterwards because I was curious and they literally air conditioned the outside. Wow. God. Yeah. Which is like, that's a little excessive. Yeah. I would say. Anyway, like this area was pretty cool, but it was really dead and it was super hot. So I think it was like slightly a bust for us. So Still then bad. we went back to the city and then we went to the dock, the uh-huh. harbor. And that was super cool. So let's yeah. let's hit play and watch the, and then get to that. The, there's the in between shot between Education City and the the harbor with all the Dows. Yeah, <clears throat> that museum that you're zooming in on. That's the Islamic Art Museum, right? Yeah, exactly. That is someplace I really wish we we had been able to go inside. I forget whether we just didn't have time or whether the whether the yeah. museum was closed or something. But that would have been a really cool one to go into. Uh, yeah, I wish we had gone in there too because. Mm-hmm. I've seen some great things and it was fairly new. I can't yeah. remember why we, why we didn't, but um, yeah, yeah I, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. So th- this was on Jihad's boat. Jihad. That's right. He was the nicest guy. Yeah. And you know, like as an American Jihad has a very like negative connotation. And so, so anyway, we're, we're, we're walking through this Harbor and mm-hmm. we're like filming stuff and I've got the camera on a gimbal and this guy sees us and he's like, Hey, like come onto my boat. And we're like, all right, that right. seems cool. I walk up this ladder and then he like sticks his hand out. And he's like, I'm Jihad. And I just remember thinking like, wow, that's crazy that like, that's your name, right? Like that's such right. a, and that word has like such a negative connotation. That was just a perfect example of a travel experience where like something different happens. Mm-hmm. You're somewhere else and like the norm is different. And, um, I don't know. I loved that experience. I, and his boat was super cool and he was super proud of it because he's like turning it into a coffee, a yeah. floating coffee shop. Yeah. Showed us all around. And yeah, that was, that was a cool thing. That's like one of those examples where it's good to just say yes, as long as you're not a single woman traveling alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. But he had family in the States too. So that was interesting. He kind of just picked us out and he was like, oh, those are Americans. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. And he was the, one of the only people that we met the whole time who was actually Qatari. Right. Right. Like almost everybody else that we had actually like met and interacted with was right. from another country. Uh-huh. Well, that's a product of, right? It's basically a country that's 25 years old. That's the coolest thing about this place is. Yeah. For the most yeah. part. I mean, yes, some people have lived there, but there was no city there 25 years ago. Right. It's 3.45 in the morning. It's our last day in Doha and we're going dune batching. 3.45 a.m. leaving yeah. for the dune tour. Oh, that was early. Oh, so worth it. Yeah, it was so rad to be out there. And I'm so glad we did that. I mean, yeah. like I've said multiple times, like the initial idea was spend as little money as possible. Ultimately, I don't believe that's a good way to travel. No, if, it yeah. mean, if it means that that you're, you know, missing out on experiences. Like yeah. for us, that was kind of okay because, you know, as part of the goal was to see if we could prove that concept. But like doing this was a really cool thing. And 
you know, I think you should definitely try to save or, you know, budget for things like this so you can have those local experiences. This ended up being super fun. Big cameras are fogging up because it's so humid out here, but we made it to the border with Saudi Arabia. We are just surrounded by desert. He was he was texting some girl from the the, the driver's seat the entire time that he was driving to. Uh, I think we were both we were both a little bit like, uh, do you want to like focus on the driving? <laughs> that was the thing. Like he does this every day. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We're literally like taking this SUV off the edge of gigantic dunes, and he's yeah. literally just on his phone like texting somebody. We just had to put our faith in him, and he didn't he didn't fail. He had these American pop song music videos that were like dubbed into Arabic playing on the infotainment system in the car. Uh-huh. I don't know if that was like for him or for us because <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of funny because like we didn't care about it and obviously wouldn't have been able to really understand it. He was driving. so It was also like that's not at all the, the reason why we're out there. We're out there to... <laughs> yeah, it was super like antithetical. Baby. What we were trying to do. Yeah. And then at the very end, he's like, it would really help if you guys leave a review. I'll set it up on your phone. I was like, yeah. all right. And so I hand him my phone. Yeah. He goes to, I can't remember if it was like TripAdvisor or, or what. I think it was TripAdvisor. Yeah. And he like finds his company's thing. He goes through and he basically fills out the review. Yeah. Pre-filled. Didn't we tell him? Because he was like, we have two options. We can go all the way to the border with Saudi Arabia. And, and look at Saudi Arabia, or we can just kind of stay in the dunes and like do more of that. And I think we were both like, let's do more of that. All of a sudden, we just found ourselves at the border with Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. And then he was like, okay, we're here now. We just drive straight back. And we were like, wait, what? We had planned on filming a little bit more. So we weren't super stoked because he was also texting the whole time. And so then he takes my phone and he gives himself a five-star review. Yeah. And then he's like, just press submit. And I was like, well, I'm probably going to modify a few things first. <laughs> I mean, it was also pretty cool, though, I got to say, because we we had that view of not only did we have the the view of Saudi Arabia, but we also could see the Persian Gulf from where we were. Yeah, it was, so, it was really cool. And so we were like looking out, you know, in the distance towards Iran, but also like you look another way and you're going towards Saudi Arabia. And it was yeah. just... It was a that pretty was rad a spot. Experience, yeah. Quite the experience. I forgot he was like, yeah. okay, we'll take a jumping picture of you. Stand yeah. next to car and jump on the free breakfast grind. How are we doing? Oh, here's our hi. biggest fans. Say hi. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Although we departed yeah. from perk maximization to do the dune tour this morning, I think we've done a pretty good job maximizing all the perks. We've only spent money on Uber, two True. dinners out, and a lunch. I think about 250 bucks. I don't know exactly, but we're wiping off the Uber charges with the venture credit, so yeah. a very low amount for three days. As I eat my multiple five-star hotel, croissants and eggs. Pretty good way to do it, if I gotta say so myself. In the end, we spent $159 on Ubers, and honestly, if we weren't on production there, like making a video, we could have done a quarter of that. I mean, we wouldn't have had many cultural experiences, but the reason why we had so many Ubers is because we had to keep going to and from kind of like the downtown area, which the Ritz-Carlton Doha is like a little bit outside of. Spent $117 on meals outside the hotel. $21 at the museum. So it was $139 total after wiping off the Uber credits with the venture card points. And then $319 if you include the Dune Tour. Yeah. Dude, at the end of the day, there's a discussion to be had about whether or not traveling like this is is worthwhile. 
Look, what I wanted to do was like debunk the notion that you need a lot of money to travel. The answer is you could do this for $139 if you didn't do the Dune Tour. Like you could go places if you were driven. Well, but... I mean, not that you should. You know, I think like... yeah. The implications of traveling this way as it relates to tourism are not that great because you you're not giving tourism dollars to like local vendors and things like that who actually need it instead of like big hotels and you know it is possible and these these credit cards and loyalty programs like do have a lot of value if you know where to look so you know it was it was cool to be able to say at least that we basically spent nothing um and of course for me i was eventually reimbursed for all 319 dollars of it because it was a a business expense, which which was nice. Yeah, and I have to name that I wouldn't have been able to do this without you. So I'm a, I'm so appreciative that you brought me along on this because like that that whole experience. Was I incredible. mean, it was super fun to have another person. I think like realistically, it wouldn't have it would it just wouldn't have worked without another person. And then like, but you were sold, right? When we were flying from Doha to Paris after this, you uh you used the in flight Wi Fi to to get your first like points credit card, the Amex Gold, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You probably haven't had the chance to spend any of the yeah. points yet, yeah, unfortunately. Either. Well, we're gonna have to do something fun with all those when uh, when we have a have no, a chance. They've been, they've been racked up lately. So, oh, dude, that was fun to just run yeah. down memory lane on from that trip. Yeah, super fun. Thanks for jumping yeah, on and doing this, and uh, hopefully, we have another opportunity to make some fun memories. I mean, in 2021, sounds like we're gonna. Get the boys back and back together, the band back together. Oh my god, I can't wait, dude! I sent you that uh, the next place I want to go, and you're like, been there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I'm trying to remember <laughs> where was that? It was like some, uh, it was like some really cool cabin in Scandinavia. But I oh yeah, the the tree houses in like Swedish Lapland. Yeah, Lapland. but I'm gonna get you one of those days. One of these days, I'm gonna be like, oh, here's a place on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's on my bucket list. (laughs) That's it for this one. I know it was a bit different, but I hope you enjoyed it and learned a few things about award travel. If you haven't already, I highly recommend watching the video. And if you got immense pleasure out of the episode or learned anything from it, particularly if you learned anything from it, since that was the point, it would be supremely awesome if you'd share it with someone who might find it interesting or rate and review it on Apple Podcast. Doing so helps other people find these episodes. As always, feel free to reach out on social with any questions or comments, especially after this one. Once again, I'm your host, Ian Grimace, wishing you smooth travels. Peace.